presents Avengers Endgame. Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from ColdSplantation.com. I'm joined by my co-host Martin. How's it going? And we're back today uh, with a film that I think some of America has been enjoying lately. Seems like it's mildly popular at the box office. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Pet Just- Cemetery again. <laughs> what were you going to say? Mummy 2? <laughs> yeah, The Mummy 2. The long the long awaited next part of the dark universe. Yes. Uh Dr. Jekyll or was it supposed to be Wolfman or No, it was supposed to be Bride of Frankenstein. Oh yeah. That was the next one. So close. Yeah. 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 Bride of Frankenstein was going to be the the strange next installment of the dark universe. <laughs> Who knows why they they decided to pick pick that one for it, but uh for some reason they they did that one, but it's not going to happen anymore. So but no, we're, we're obviously talking about Avengers Endgame, which is the final installment in this first series of films that has spanned over 10 years and, 22. what, 22 movies now? Yep. Um, and as I was jokingly saying, uh, you guys all seem to like it pretty much because everybody rushed to theaters and it's had a fucking banner box office success so far on its way to being like the most... Uh, yeah, the highest grossing film of all time. So apparently there are some people out there that like the Marvel films a little bit more than DC, I would say. And that goes for us too. I'm not, I'm just joking there. Obviously there's a uncomfortable silence, but I'm joking. We like the, uh, the Marvel films just fine as well. Um, as you know, when we, we did the Avengers Infinity War film, um, we liked that one quite a bit. That was probably one of our favorite, uh, Marvel films that had come out. I want to say, right? Yeah. And yeah, for you. It's getting hard to separate them all at this point. It's been point. a year now since that one came out. I know. It's, and, just, uh, get, it's just getting hard to separate them all at this point. It's all just like, yeah, they're all... They blend together. And yeah. they, 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 uh, like, especially in this case, we have Captain Marvel that came out right away. Um, and then two months, directly two after that, ago. not even two months, has it? Month has it been? And a half. I think it was, yeah, it's like a month or so, uh, you got Avengers Endgame. And... Uh, one thing that I was reading today that I thought was really interesting, I didn't know about this when we did the Captain Marvel episode. Um, Captain Marvel was written after Endgame. So every all of the origin story of Captain Marvel was not known for Endgame. Do they have her even in Endgame scripted out yet? Or they have basically everything in Endgame scripted out? Like, here's exactly. where Captain Marvel's going to... Exactly. So it seems like, and we'll we'll talk about... We'll get into this a little bit more. Well, didn't but it bre- seems like didn't they did bre- not have her... In Endgame for a reason, because they were holding her off, because they didn't really know what Captain Marvel was at that point. Well, did they wait, I say, did they wait to the last minute, like, oh shit, we should gotta have Captain Marvel in here. Um, I don't know Cause if at this was, point, Because yeah. at this point, at, at the, when we get to the end of this film, there's a couple of people from the universe that show up, and it's like, you got the easiest paycheck ever. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch just shows up, smiles and winks, and he's like, pay yeah. me. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Chris Pratt. Pay me. Yeah. Oh, and we should preface this right now by saying, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't seen the movie, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, this is going to have spoilers Make Disney move money. Yeah, you know? this is going to have spoilers in it. If you haven't seen it, just stop it right now because we're going to spoil everything for you. So we're hoping that you've you've actually seen the film before you listen to this. Because if you haven't, you're just god dang foolish. Just god dang foolish. And you need to... Go back and watch the film. Channeling your inner Arthur now that you finally finally beat Red Dead 2. Mm -hmm. Took me six months almost, but I did it. Uh, 
yeah, but uh, we're going to spoil the whole thing. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, you're right. Um, in this film, you know, we have Captain Marvel in here, but she doesn't really make much of an appearance throughout most of the film. A lot of people I've seen have said that they even forgot that she was in it at one point. She's got more haircuts than appearances. She does. That's right. Yeah, she's got two in this film alone. I think three, actually. Three? I don't know. I didn't really count the haircuts, but it is remarked on. So, um, but one thing with Captain Marvel is that, like, I thought it was interesting. They they had written Captain Marvel before, or they, I'm sorry, they had written Endgame before Captain Marvel. And so, one of the ideas here is that they didn't really know what to do with Captain Marvel at this point. Would she be a success? Would she be not be? Would uh, mouth-breathing incels be upset with her presence <laughs> entirely? Uh, and then the other thing that uh, factors into Captain Marvel, too, is that this is an Avengers film. Captain Marvel is not an Avenger. So it does make sense that, in some sense, they would not want to include her for a multitude of reasons. But she inspired mm. the Avengers. It's true. That's where Nick Fury gets the name. So, yeah, that's, that's true. That is true. Partly inspired by Captain Marvel. It's great to think, though, after all these films with, like, uh, Loki and all this other shit, it's just at the end when Thanos snaps his fingers, fucking Fury's like, gotta get a hold of her! Gotta, gotta get a hold of her! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I did want to point out before we get too far into this episode is that um, our uh, the co-editor of ColdSplitation.com, Michael, had listened to a couple of our episodes and he gave us some good criticisms. He said, uh, hey, cut out all that crappy intro that you guys do. And so we are going to be, for this episode, experimenting by not having an intro that we normally do tend to do, like talking about what did we think about Endgame before we went into it and all that stuff. You guys don't care about what we thought about it. You just want to know what we think about the movie. And you want us to have silly anecdotes about what we saw and and have funny one-liners about stuff. So we're going to attempt that. We're not that funny, but especially Martin. He's not that funny. (laughs) But we're going to do that a little bit more. So we're cutting out all the bullshit. We're getting rid of an intro. There are no more 20-minute intros. We're going to get right into the film. We're going to take a break for a second, and we're going to talk about some beer. Although... Michael also said maybe we want to put that at the end of the show because he probably doesn't want to hear about our beer talking because he's a fucking Canadian. Canadians don't get the beer that we get here, and he's probably jealous about that. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, but then also we're going to – so we'll take a break. We'll do some beer talk, and then we'll go in, back into the show and talk more about the film. So no more of that intro. We're going right into it, and uh, we're going to just talk about everything um, right from the get-go instead of doing a whole intro. So on with the show. Um, all right, so what, another thing that we're not going to do is we're not going to summarize the plot. If you're listening to this, you fucking saw Endgame. If you're not, if you didn't, you're stupid, and stop listening right now. We have a general idea of what's been going on. Yeah, you have a general idea you of know. what's been going on in the Marvel Universe for the past couple of films. So let's start off with just like a general gist of this. What did you think about Endgame? Um, coming from Infinity War, coming from Captain Marvel, which was sort of an origin <laughs> story for Captain Marvel, what did you think one year later... Finishing up the Marvel, this first arc of the Marvel series, and going into Endgame. It's good. As I said, after watching half, because I've watched half the series now, uh, I didn't watch the first half, as stated before on the podcast. It's good. But they all start, there's all really starting to blend in together. Um, At three hours and like ten minutes, it's very long. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
don't tack on the extra ten. It's three hours and one minute. Oh, is it? I thought it was like three hours. Yeah, so it ends up being like two fifty, and then you get the ten minutes of credits because there's quite a bit of credits here. Uh, well, it took a small army to. There, well, not only that, but there's an extended "Here's my signature" section of the credits. Oh, for, that was cool for the main characters. Well, that was cool. I mean, it's not Red Dead Two's thirty-seven minutes of credits. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get somebody who's significantly good at Photoshop. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna grab that still of Robert Downey Jr.'s signature. I'm gonna have them Photoshop it, and I'm gonna blank check myself <laughs> with Robert Downey Jr.'s signature on, it and just saying, yeah, "I'll take five hundred million from Robert Downey Jr. He can spare it." I don't know what they got paid for this movie, but can you imagine just having to write the fucking checks out? Which Chris am I writing for? Yeah. I don't know. Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine. No, he's not in this one. <laughs> He's in fucking Wonder Woman. Well, I'm writing the checks for those, too. Just <laughs> fucking cash them all. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's long in the tooth. I mean, it is brisk for... It does move kind of fast for a three-hour film, but it's still fucking long-winded. Uh, I will say it's, that... It's, and overall, I don't think it's as good as Infinity War. Because I... Infinity War, you're not going to get the reference as much. I kind of relate this with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what the a new hope would be yet, but your Empire Strikes Back, that's Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Great storytelling, great villain in Thanos. Get you prepared for a... Pump, uh, yeah. Pumped up. Conclusion. And I love, like just like Empire, what makes Empire, besides the fact that it's a fucking great movie, but one of the best things about Empire is how it ends on such a down note. The Rebels great. got their ass kicked. Luke got his hand cut off. You know, Han's fucking a coffee table now, getting sent to Tatooine for to Jabba. They're so down, but there's still a little bit of hope left. Right. Infinity War, there's no hope left. It's yeah. Thanos won, which again, if you didn't see that coming, you're an idiot. But you know, it's and even though we all knew it was coming, it's still great. Like he won. He ab and not just won. He absolutely thoroughly demolished the Avengers. Yeah, and I, t- I mean, I agree with that, too, that, like, the better... The ending here with the... In Infinity War, with the very, you know, Som- very somber tones, um, very affecting presence of Spider-Man fucking disintegrating. What... Ju- let's see, what Batman Van- v Superman could only hope and dream to be, you know, with the sacrifice of Superman. Yeah. Um, here, though, just like Return of the Jedi, it's good, but it's a little, a li- to me at least, because I'm, as much as I like these films, I'm not like, everything's so fucking great with this franchise, everything, sure. you know, <laughs> so, it's good, but just like Return of the Jedi, it's flawed, mm-hmm. and at the end, when everyone shows up to help in that big, giant, fucking CGI fuckfest of a war fight, um, half them end up looking like fucking Ewoks in the background, amounting dog shit, and like, yeah, oh, we did it, we, 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 we. without you know. mo- most of them actually yeah. doing anything. Yeah, you know. yeah. All it was missing was like Tony Stark, like giving like a wink as a ghost, like you got this, guys. Yeah, the scope of this battle is fucking huge, and and you Ta- don't get to see that much of it. Taxing entire some because they've done it a billion times now. Sure. They've done it in Black Panther. They did it in the first Infinity War. They've done it in, like, you know, the other Avengers films. Like, these giant, colossal, like, pitched on an old-school battlefield. Like, they're fucking a bunch of Ronin, like, running around. You know. Yeah, it's like the 
the whole charge yeah. thing of just like run in with your weapons drawn. And I mean, hell, the best part of that was just like in the background seeing Dave Batista jump up and stab somebody several times over, and it's like, yeah, Dave. Or Bucky show up with his assault rifle, it's looking just, like, but that's I'm ready for battle. It's I like, know, but that's what yeah, he does it all. That's what he did in Black Panther. No, like in Black Panther, when they had that giant fight, he was just standing there going, pew pew pew, look at me, pew pew, I'm Bucky, pew pew. I know, yeah, and he just seems like it just seems like Sony should come up to him and be like, Bucky. Just have Cap come like, up to him and be like, you're literally shooting flies right now. Like, that's all you're doing is this. So, just cool. It would have been great to see Thanos just come up and, like, bitch slap him. Like, get the fuck off my battlefield. You I know? know, yeah. We can use the metal for something else. <laughs> so, but... Uh, you Use Bucky in films where it makes sense. Like, Civil War, where it's like... Civil War was cool. They had a lot of good, good scenes with Bucky. But that's because true. it was grounded. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was more grounded. It wasn't this, like... That's why like, it wasn't mystical that's sh- supernatural shit happening. I mean, which is one of the, the best like parts about Thor talking is like like when people talk, like, look, you think you know this, but you don't know diddly do about space magic and all this other. <laughs> Pretty sure that's why Bucky wore his like uh, manly looking tracksuit because. Otherwise, he'd be pretty emasculated by everybody else doing more shit than he can. He looks like somebody in 2005, like, who just, like, a kid that just got back from a bullet for my Valentine concert. <laughs> yeah, he's only missing, like, the, the chain belt or something like yeah, that. Like, like, or, like, his wallet falls out and he's like, got it! It's hooked to the chain on my belt buckle. Um, yeah, so, Bucky... In another, in another lifetime, Bucky would have been the guy that works at Hot Topic, you know, trying to get you to buy, uh, some, uh... Happy Tree Friends memorabilia. That's old school hot topic right there. <laughs> Happy Tree Friends. That's before, you know, um, the Bullet Club started taking everything over there. That's true. Happy Tree Friends, 2006. Nice one. Nice one. Nice that's nostalgic a, trip. That's, I, I know. I just went for a deep ride right there. All right. Let's say... Um, all right. So I, I, I didn't really chime in here, but... Um, so, yeah. For, I... Agree, I liked Infinity War a bit better. I felt like ending on that somber note, I was like, fuck, man, what are they going to do now? What? Are, how do they, you know, and you kind of had an inkling of what they were going to do. Obviously, especially with Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out, you were then sort of like, okay, well, this is what they're going to do. They're going to use the Quantum Realm, obviously. Wouldn't gonna... it be great if they didn't? Oh, just, yeah. Just, we just see Ant-Man like, trapped in the Quantum reality for... For, you know, five years and then comes back and like, hey, I've been trapped in the quantum reality for five years. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Captain. Wow. Tony. Wow. And they just do something completely different yeah. instead of, you know. Yeah, like Captain Marvel just like flies around the world fast enough to like do Superman turn time. Universe, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, why, but- why, why you hear shares? <laughs> if I could turn back time. I wouldn't put it past the sound. You know, the people who do well, the Well, I was telling you, when, when we were at the theaters, they did some deep dives on their rock songs. They did, yeah, they did. They had the Kinks supersonic rocket ship, and I'm like, I'm the only person in the theater I can guarantee knows that song. Because that's off of Everybody's in Showbiz, the Kinks album. And then what the fuck was the other one? Oh, Traffic in the opening. They yeah. had Traffic, Dear Mr. Fantasy. I've seen Steve Winwood Steve Winwood live before. So. Yeah, it's sort of like the opposite of some of the other films I would use, like, very... Very well-known well, like, like, and iconic. Yeah. Well, I mean, that traffic song's well-known. Sure. I mean, let me put it this way. It was at one point a well-known rock song, but I think as time has kind of marched on, it's getting kind of lost. Kind of like how 15 years ago, Peter Frampton's Come Alive, that's a great live album. Now, if you probably ask most people, like, hey, you know Frampton Comes Alive? They're like, what? 
Does anyone remember who Peter Frampton is now? Besides the guy. Wow, wow, well, that's what made that album, yeah. you know. But it's like, yeah, like so, like it's like totally skipped over a generation. So it's like lost to time. So. Sure. I like how you're gatekeeping the songs of uh, Marvel. Well, I just thought they were interesting. You're the choices. Rock Gatekeeper. It's a new character. Well, how many people seeing these movies have seen Steve Winwood live? Nine. Right I'm just. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not offended. No, just, no need to get offended. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to snap my fingers. and No longer called Avengers Endgame. It's called Offenders Endgame. <laughs> um, Make... <laughs> yes. Little pun. In, the, in, the, in this episode, Thanos gets woke. Hmm. Actually, um, well, he kind of does in this. He does, yeah. But and, and Can I get on with my, my interpretation of the film here? I'm getting sidetracked all the time. Well, that's your own fault. Um... So I was going to say, I it, I really, really liked Infinity War. I thought it was one of the best Marvel films. And then I think you have the issue of coming up and, and coming into Endgame. You're like, what can you possibly do? <coughs> Bless you, or whatever you. the fuck that was. <laughs> what, what can you possibly do with Endgame that can top Infinity War in its scope? Because at a certain point, you get you get to this issue of being like, well, we have the best character and the best scenes in a previous movie. So how can we top that and have it be have the stakes be even higher? How can you top literally disintegrating half of the Earth's population? Universes. I guess, but the universe and it's just more of a scope, but I think it's hard to follow that up with another film that has the same sort of scope. Now, in this scope, it's sort of continued over from infinity war where it's now it's not i have to save 50 percent of the population it's i have to bring those people back like i feel like i have a a vested interest a a um like iron man specifically feels like he has an obligation and thor feels like they have an obligation to help and bring back the rest of this population that were annihilated by thanos because they failed and i think that that does have some scope to it, but I don't think that um, Endgame is at, that doesn't have the stakes as much because all that has already happened. So the stakes are a little bit lessened because you just you know they're gonna succeed in this one. There's that understanding that like in this film they've got this. It's a redemption. There's no yeah. There's no way. There's no possible way that they are going to fail in Endgame, or else many many people are going to be completely angry about well, it. Well, you know what? That would have been a good idea, though. Have him fail again. And I you, think so. Because, because you know how Thanos says, like, I've conquered me, you know, many worlds and many galaxies, and I've never done it for fun and never enjoyed it. Yeah. This one's personal. This one is... Yeah, I know. And he's like, I'm going to enjoy wiping your timeline out of existence. Yeah. Imagine that. He wins again. Snap, and it's gone. And guess what? There's your reboot for the next series. Yeah, you fucked up. Big time in this one, and it's like that would that be kind of cool because that that way you I, could you can reboot, and that way you I, I have, absolutely you, agree. you have your new Iron Man, you have your new Captain. As we get off into a tangent about like an alternate universe where mm. Endgame actually didn't end on a nice even note, uh. and it actually was a very dour ending, even more dour than Infinity War. I think a lot of comic books in general are very very nervous to mess with the status quo. And one in particular that I can think of that's happening right now is Nightwing from DC. 
Nightwing is messing with the status quo by having Dick Grayson, who plays Nightwing, Nightwing yep. um, become he got shot in the head and it and it actually like gave him amnesia. And now he's Rick Grayson. And he's because he, he doesn't remember his past life, so he's he's opting out of being Nightwing. And people are fucking pissed. They're like, Rick Grayson's not my Nightwing. Um, and it's like, do you want to see this character change or do you just want the well, same goddamn well, the, thing constantly? Well, here's the thing with comics, not being an avid comic reader like you, well, not as much, you re- actually read, I I don't because I just can't, as I've said before, the continuity just pisses me off because yeah. it's all over the place. But they always do that. They're like, they're like, they're like oh, we'll try something. And they realize it's not working. And you so know what they, they just, do? They re- yeah, revert and go back. Revert. And then when things get way too out of control and they mess things up way too much. Hit that reset button yeah. and you blow it all no, up. I agree, you know? but I think like in this case, this is a very good example of where you're a little bit too nervous to do something like what we were talking about in Endgame, where things don't work out for the heroes. Yeah, and but again, even though, they don't. Well, they do things like like you know like oh Batman like a couple, like ten years ago. Remember when they killed like killed Batman? Yeah, and it's like six months later, just get, you was just traipsing through time, you know, like yeah. you know, yeah, no, and, cause because and it's because like. Obviously, they're not going to kill off Bruce Wayne. I just think they, that, they can't, like, you know, they can't do it. Same thing with, like, you know, like, are they going to permanently, like, kill off Superman or something like that? It's just never going to happen. Yeah. They'll do it for a little while, piss fans up, off, get some, you know, notoriety and some news and, you know, hope to boost sales. And then after a couple of months, bam, you know, they revert back. I just think, like, you're right. In Endgame, they're a little too hesitant to just wrap everything up in a bow. You know, and obviously there are deaths that occur and there are things that happen that maybe upset some people. Obviously, Iron Man's death is, um, it was foretold and it's pretty apparent that that's going to happen. If you've even followed like Robert Downey Jr.'s trajectory for his career path right now, it's pretty clear that he doesn't have much time for another Iron Man uh, sequel. Um, He's going to be almost like 60 now. Yeah, and so like that was sort of like inevitable. But at the same time, it does work in this film, and it be, it's a nice little um, send-off for Iron Man as a character. Um, but they do seem to be a little bit too hesitant to really change up things that would mess with the status quo of the entire Avengers universe, uh, or the Marvel universe. We're going to have a Black Avenger now. That's true. I mean, a Black Captain America. Uh, that What I said during that scene was... That's not my America. <laughs> I ain't got no time for a black American Captain America. I'm just kidding. That's ridiculous. And I love. I actually do like that. I thought it was a pretty nice scene. Um, let's talk about that right now. While you've got while you've got us on that tangent. So, what did you think about Captain America being the one to spirit this uh, the all the stones off to their various timelines. Well, it makes sense because the way it was wrapping up, um, obvi- the original Avengers, so basically Iron Man, Thor, and Captain, and Hulk, um, their stories are being wrapped up and they're going to be moving away from this. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it's been obvious for quite a few movies once this is wrapped up, they're kind of going to be going their separate and ways. And even like all the, the various yeah. solo movies have been moving away from the Avengers. Yeah. Like they're... So... I was fine because at this point Tony's dead. Yeah. Again, that you we knew was coming. If uh, if there was anyone anyone you had to bet for sure that was going to be biting the dust, it was going to be Iron Man. Um, Thor seems like Chris Hemsworth is still going to be on. 
for a little while. We'll see. But it seems like he'll, you know, it, I like because he's going to be palling around w- with the Guardians now. Yes, yeah, some which, people have been coming to call it Asgard of the Galleons, Galax- Asgard of the Galaxies, and I like that name. I think that'd be fun to see because they, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, they have you know good chemistry between. Each oh other. yeah, that that scene with them, yeah, and, together was like me getting excited about another Guardian. Yeah, of the and, and that, that like wouldn't be like, oh, you know, it's not just Dave Batista I got to look forward to now. It's you know, yeah, because you ha- you kind of had that like. Um, tension, like, the friendly tension between Chris Pratt and Gamora. Yeah, my bad. I keep I keep saying the wrong one every time. Who do you say? I said Chris Pine again. Oh, every okay. fu- yeah, sorry, Every sorry. fucking yeah. time I But did. Chris Pratt and, uh, Chris Pratt's character, um, and Gamora, you, you kind of have the, a nice, you had a nice sort of romantic tension there, and so now that Gamora's really not there, and obviously she was killed off previously, um... You now have a nice like buddy comedy between Chris the, Pratt and Chris Hemsworth, and that, I think that'll work out really well. I hope I they I hope they transition with that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, and that way he doesn't have to have like. His... I wish they would transition more of having like really wacky character matchups. You know, like that would that don't really work as a comic, but they could work as a movie. I, I think that would be kind of fun. You know, you have like something crazy like. Uh, you know, you get Spider-Man and Hulk and just put them together. Two people who can't fucking keep their mouths shut for movie secrets when they're doing a, a PR role uh, on a, like late night or something like that. That'd be, that'd be a nice change of pace. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was neat. And then we got to see, um, you know, so because pers- as was explained earlier in the film, when they go to time st- uh, the Infinity Stones, they have to be brought back to their points in time, otherwise it's going to mess with everyone's time. Which I'm not sure how that works, because if you take the time, to- take the stones from that timeline back to your timeline, you're effect thus affecting the timelines. Yeah. Those that timeline that you that you took them from, and then by returning them back, you're also creating different paths. You know, so I, I think- it's not you're not reverting things back to normal because you're entering a different timeline where. The stones were taken from you. It's yeah. I think it's uh, this is where time travel stories get like into like time, time travel stories. Definitely, like even though this film actually does tend to understand the metaphysical nature of time travel a little bit better than some of the other ones that they reference, like uh, Back to the Future, that doesn't really understand time travel except for like the the funny nuances of maybe time travel. It's like a bad next gen episode of Star Trek. This this one makes with, sense with a little it, bit more with the time travel. No, cuz at, least, think... at least with at least with the Star Trek episodes, they develop a well sense of like the ramifications of like time travel and how yeah. it works. And so it makes and because it's a sci-fi show and it's very engrossed in the science fiction of it all, it all makes sense and you can be engaged and enjoy and understand what's going on. Here it's kind of like you scratch like what? that doesn't make any sense, you know. I think the best the best way that they depict that is when the Hulk um, is with um, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, and she's on the rooftop, and she's saying like, "Why is she not five people in this? Sh- huh? Why is she not playing five people in this? There you go. Coming off of no, Suspiria. No Suspiria five, I yeah. say coming off of Suspiria. You know what? She should be acting everyone's role in this. You know, just. But I think the best that that's the best depiction of it because she actually they actually have like a little literal timeline of events that would happen. So you have mm. here's now. Here's if you take the stone. It branches off into its own path. Mark Ruffalo comes up with an interesting um, difference here is that if you return it right after they take it within time, 
then the path continues. Pause. But you've already changed the course of events of by that, coming there and telling Tilda Swinton that this is what's going to happen. Well, not, so well I, not only that, too. You're also, again, you're creating a divergence, too, because there's a timeline where you may, that's that's going to be created where you weren't able to bring that time stone, you know, that Infinity Stone back. So, again, you're going to have... Doctor Strange would have seen. And, you're going to yeah. have a billion different... Yeah. Divergence. I in agree. The time. I'm not, it's it's I'm all not concerned with that too much because you're just supposed to kind of and and I think they just, do a pretty good job with explaining the whole time jump issues in that. Although they, I don't think that they do a good job with saying like, all right, so Thor talked to his mother. That would be a complete fuck up because well, she knew he was from the future. Yeah, right? no, but still. If you in the past or what happened in the past knew of the future person coming to visit you, that would completely fuck up your present. Look, and I think that's... No, no, because it's a different timeline. It's not fucking... It... Okay. This is this is where you're getting confused. I'm not getting confused. You're getting confused. No, I'm not. So, and this is di- totally diverging from the whole Steve Rogers going back in time. That's true. Okay. But anywho, if you're on the, the, your timeline, right... And then you go back in time and you change something. You're not changing your timeline and your past. It's already happened. Yeah, you're it's already on a course. You're, so thus, you're changing that other past. So that timeline, that timeline that you jump to, is going to have a different diver, a, no, a no, diver. It's still gonna. It still fucks up your. No, it fucks up reality. that. No, yeah. no. If no, it doesn't. It fucks up the that timeline's new future. Which basically the moral of the story is, who cares about everyone else's timelines as long as yours get fixed at the end of the day? No, because it's not affecting... So if Thor went back into the past, he goes back into the past and then he kills himself. Hypothetically. He goes back into the past and he kills himself. That's not going to affect... should not affect his timeline because it's on a different... His past has already happened. So therefore, there's no way that he could have died in the past. What he's doing yeah. is killing that, creating a paradox, which, you know, then, again, people who understand science fiction too better than bo- both of us can probably explain it more. But I, either way, the, the, at least as far as I can understand from science, all the science fiction that I've read and watched in my life, it's not going to affect his past. It's not, everything's not happening on a one axis. Mm. Anywho, what do I think about Steve Rogers being going, the one to go back in time and put the stones back? Fine. Gave him something to do. And that way we get the ending with him going back in time and getting to meet with his sweetheart and he lives out life. And so he gets his happy ending. I mean, I think it's pretty earned for him that he gets to go back. And He's had to have blue uh, Ben Stiller's blue steel and blue magnum faces throughout this entire franchise. And, as, and as we mentioned... As he's gotten further into the Avengers films, he's become more of a Wall Street uh, trader that's talking about Hot. fucking Snapchat futures and high options and high waisted pleated pants he's wearing with a button up rolled up and his. I feel like um, pompadour. Yeah, he, I, he looks like he just got off Wall Street. I, I feel like the Russo brothers in this film were really making note of Chris Evans and how much work he's put into his ass. Because consistently there's references to his ass. And not only that, there are nice tracking shots of Chris Evans in his nice, nice crisp pants and his nice ass. And so 
Avengers Endgame. It was probably because of Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's just like, man, wow. Captain, wow. Captain's so got a great ass. When, I think we can safely say, when they say Endgame, they mean Captain America's End. Meeting his ass. I, I know. Yeah, okay, I, okay, okay, okay. It was a slow burn. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's a good joke. Yeah. It's a good joke. It's, so the, the good jokes are the ones you really got to think about, I'll say that. <laughs> um, but no, I thought I thought it was fine. Um, if anything, though, Chris, I think out of all of the original Avengers, he looks like he's aged the worst out of them all. You think so? Not that he looks bad, but you can tell. Like, it, it's, I mean, I think he looks like a pretty good 80-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can tell it because now that he's clean shaven without the beard, it makes him look a lot older now. Like just like being clean shaven and how he looks, he looks like he's in his mid forties. True, because they, I think they had to do a lot more work to actually make Chris Hemsworth look like a schlub. But he, you can tell it's totally fit. Like you can tell he's wearing a fat suit. Like the no, entire- no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. like no matter what you do, he doesn't really look like a schlub. It's like. You you know, you could put fucking vomit in his beard. He doesn't really look like a schlub. I find it ridiculous that in five years' time, people are still playing Fortnite. That is true. People have already moved on. 2023 at that point? Whatever. Point, point is, people have already moved on from Fortnite. They're, oh, playing, yeah, yeah. they're playing Apex or whatever the fuck. Yeah, no. Yeah, Fortnite's gone. And something else is taking its place. Um, if there's one community that has the attention span of a fucking rodent, it's the video game community they're not playing a game for that fucking law you know what game would have made sense because people are still playing it to this day in mass counter-strike that's true just like you know having yeah, that, like playing that would make sense you know, like yeah, 20 i guess it's around them too yeah 25 yeah. years later yeah they're still playing counter-strike <laughs> it's still it's still a thing someone's you know? still perfecting the knife throw across <laughs> the map um all right so we kind of jumped ahead in time in endgame just like the characters do. You see how they did there? Yeah. Um, but let's You're talk- just so fucking witty. I know. <laughs> let's talk about um, like the intro to the film. Because the film takes place... So it starts right off like at the end of Infinity War as people are disintegrating. You see Hawkeye's family disintegrate. Hawkeye's playing ball. It's all American in a field. I know. They're having what fucking is, hot dogs. Is he supposed to be Clark Kent? Yeah, right. I like, I imagine, like, John Mellencamp to start coming out and singing, like, Pink House. He does kind of look like John Mellencamp, or, or, like, now today's Bruce Springsteen. If you've seen Bruce Springsteen today, he kind of has that sort of undercut that Hawkeye. Not as not as intense as Hawkeye has, but the undercut and the, yeah. So, Hawkeye is basically Bruce Springsteen yeah, in this I, scenario. I, I, all I can think of is, like, 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 it's like a Mellencamp video. Just like, he's black man. Yeah, he's, he's hucking baseballs you know. with his daughter and... Putting mayo on his Linda, hot dog. Linda Cardellini is making hot dogs. They're putting fucking mayonnaise on it. Who does that? The only person I know that does that is Michael's wife, Shannon. And it looks so disgusting. I'm sorry. If you put mayonnaise on your hot dogs, it's just plain old Is it? Well, how do they make their hot dog? What do you mean? How do they make it? Uh, well, when we got a hot dog. So I'm saying, how do they prep? It was, uh, not, I not, it was not, like literally grilled. Okay. Because I'm saying, like, I, I think it was. Because I'm saying, I'm thinking, because putting mayonnaise on a hot dog sounds really white trash. So, what's an even a white trashier thing to do to make your hot dog? You don't grill it, you don't fry it in a pan, you boil that fucker. That's true. I you boil that. it, you throw it on a bun, you put have, some mayo. I don't have much time on it, I'll boil it. Yeah, uh, no, I just, I'd rather go hungry. <laughs> That's like the worst way to have a hot you dog. You know what? You know what? You know, people who like hot dogs, 
or mayonnaise with on their hot dogs. You know what they like? Probably. Hot, you know, not, patio lanterns. They probably like ham salad. Yeah, <laughs> it's really what. <laughs> and, and you know what they do instead? You know, like no ham. That's fine. I'll chop up oh, some hot dogs and put it in there. Or bologna. It's called hot dog salad. Or bologna. Sounds. I'm getting disgusted just thinking about it. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. That's giving me like hot, <laughs> terrible memories of like childhood family hot parties. Dog. Like here's some ham salad, bologna, and hot dogs. That's yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. But we're getting off topic here. Yeah. So it starts off with Hawkeye and his family disintegrates. Hawkeye goes nuts. He's you know obviously very distraught by his whole family. He can't play baseball anymore. Who's there to throw? Um, I know, so, you li- literally lived in the field of dreams, you know. That's right. Ray Liotta's going like, to come out like, if you build it, they will come. Which is weird, kind of weird that they decide to start off Endgame with Hawkeye as the intro character. I know that Hawkeye, you know, is part of the Avengers and has been there since, there since the beginning, but I don't really find Hawkeye to be very in- interesting as a character. You know what would have been a little bit better? is to start off with Black Widow. Because Black Widow is the one that has the finality to her her storyline here. Um, what Endgame tries to do in this beginning scenario is set up a lot of stakes for the characters in that post-Infinity War element and then carry on in that next five years to show how they're not doing that well in terms of um, accepting the fact that these people are gone. Yeah, they're doing so well as a society, in fact, that it's been five fucking years, only half the Earth's been wiped out, and you would think it was like The Last of Us, where they live in San Francisco, overrun by plants and trees. Just government ceased to be! Like, no one decided to, like, you know, like, it's time to reorganize and rebuild. And yeah, Again, Thanos literally did what he said he was going to do. He snapped his fingers, and half of everything in the universe... Life wise is gone. So New York City, why do you still look like you're overrun? Like from the uh, day after tomorrow, there's still five million people there. Get your shit together. The other thing that I like, did is they, like they, they just wipe out all the contractors in New York City and like can't fix these buildings anymore. Like the stadiums are empty and stuff. Yeah, you know there is like yeah, you're right. Twenty five people on the Yankees team that would be very happy that half of the team got wiped off. Well, they showed City Field. No, I know that's true. Because yeah, they, they, they probably, what's they, up with that being like a big Mets fans there on this film? Probably because they let them do it. I just must I, be. I, I, when I think back, when like, I think back to all the films that show like baseball stadiums, and stuff, it's always like the Mets. Must They're, be men in black. Must be. They're flying over Shea. Must be because Get, they guy drops the ball because the stadium's yeah, Shea. Must be it, because they just have it's just a little bit easier to film. I guess it's easier to go to Queens and you know yeah. down to the Bronx. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, everything really devolved really fast in five years. But uh, the main thing about Infinity Wars, or, um, I'm sorry, the beginning of Endgame is that it takes the the elements of Infinity War and it sort of, like, transposes them into the beginning of Endgame. While that's nice for people who are, like, sort of like, what happened in the end of Infinity War? Did people die in that one? I'm not really sure. I can't remember. I think that is sort of unnecessary because at the end of Endgame, we know like they're, I mean, they're distraught. They're like, we, we fucked up. This was like a huge failure on our part. A lot of people died. And so we don't need Tony Stark was so ridden with guilt. He actually married Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Like, you know, that's the, literally the worst part about this film. The fact that fucking Gwyneth Paltrow has a 
instead of five minute roll, she has a like twenty five minute roll. That's true. It's unnecessary. But I don't think that we needed, especially in a three hour movie. I don't know that we needed the carryover of guilt that they feel at the end of Infinity War into the beginning of Endgame. You didn't like you didn't like Captain America singing at like the AA meeting talking, but it's like for like Thanos Anonymous, like my. I do like how Captain America thinks he's qualified to run an entire group discussion. No, he's not running it. He's visiting. He seems like he's running it. He's like, we just need to get along. We just, we just need to, we just need to move Ugh. on from this. Look, Bucky and I, we had. Yeah, we, he's like, yeah. I mean, it seems like he's just. They just leading this. Just have a three-hour discussion with like, just like, and showing like Chris Evans going on a tangent about Bucky, just like all the time. I remember the one time where Bucky and I, you know. <laughs> Bucky, Bucky, Bucky. I remember the one time in Austria when we, Bucky and Stark and thing happened and Bucky. I just just think that like that whole scenario, because one thing that that Endgame really is, is stuffed with things that happen. It's actually almost hard to compile everything that's within Endgame over the course of the three-hour running time. But things that happen in there include... Stanley. Stanley Cameo in the 19, in 1970s. Robert Downey Jr.'s character going back in time and meeting his father before he was born. Captain America seeing Peggy. Um, Ant-Man coming out of the quantum realm five years later and realizing that his daughter has grown up and he hasn't even been there for it. Um, and a lot of things, like, just like... Black happened. Widow's just been sitting in a chair eating peanut butter sandwiches. And weeping to herself, you know? yes, because she doesn't have any family or friends besides the Avengers. She can't decide whether or not she likes Hawkeye or not, you know. Hawkeye's got his own family at that time, so... <laughs> Which is weird, but... Um, and, then, and then other oh, things, uh, like... The Hulk can control his anger now. Yeah, the he's, Hulk yeah. can control his anger. Uh, he's he's like a hipster Bruce Banner, which leads to a ve- a very nice scene between him taking a photo with some uh, <laughs> some uh, young fans of his, and then Ant Man say, "You want a picture of me too?" <laughs> which is a really great scene, just of trade off. Where, which how is it too? By the way, that um, out of all the other Avengers, have slowly popped up this film focuses on on the originals ant-man's got a shining light on i know exactly and even i would say to the point where bruce banner feels a little left out because he really doesn't do all that much it does lead to a couple fun scenes where when they go back in the past and you see a nice homage <laughs> to the original Avengers film. Homage is literally ri- they ripped the trailer shot of you yeah. know the the, the pa- circle pan of them like just like Scar Scarjo like loading her pistol and like Iron Man floating down. Yeah, no, that was like totally ripped from the trailer in the movie. But you do get that nice scene where they're asking they ask Bruce Banner to act a little bit more Hulk like, so he goes <laughs> around and just starts like punching a car and he's throwing like, a bike. He's just like, Ugh. very oh. un- unenthused. unenthused about the. That was great. I, I I did like that, and I I think for the most part I like a lot of the humor that happens in Endgame, but the the film is really overstuffed, and I think at three hours it's a little bit too overstuffed for its own good. I don't think it needed some of the. Um, 
some of the uh, moments in the beginning, probably the first half hour could have been cut down considerably to alleviate some of that, the issues of it copying a lot of the things that already happened in Infinity War. I don't get why you couldn't just take the time stone and just manipulate time mm-hmm. to get things done. Right, like or like, yeah, like go in the only one you gotta actually go to is the time stone and grab okay. that and then manipulate as needed. And not yeah. only that, too, fucking Nebula, what a bitch! <laughs> Doesn't tell him either, like, hey, so you know, when you go for the soul stone... Um, you're gonna have to kill him or somebody. That is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah, that would have been a nice tidbit to know. No, but we gotta play the pronoun game, you know. Yeah. That yeah. movies like to do. Yeah. Which they even poke fun at at one point in this movie, but. Well, so, what do you think about having them go on their teams to go fetch the stones? It's a very anime thing to do. Of like. I was thinking like, uh, like Fast and the Furious, like. Yeah. Low rent, like, action. Well, I was thinking, like, a shonen anime. You know how there's always, like, that thing where, like, we gotta collect <laughs> seven of these things and... The seven we'll dragon fight, balls. We'll fight, yeah. We'll fight a boss at each one. And it was very anime-like. In that, like, it was setting up this thing. and But in the same time, like, in anime, at least that works a little bit more because you get episode upon episode to build on that. In this film, <coughs> really got, what, like, 12 minutes per stone. To really capture each individual stone. And so they were really working on a timeline to make sure that everybody was able to get the stone in a specific amount of time. Within the film itself, I'm talking about. Some of them succeed, some of them don't. Right, like, I'm not talking about, like, in in movie time. I'm talking about in film time. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, So I I think some of the setups for, like, what they do is interesting and cool. But at the same time... Some of them are like not like yeah like this the whole Soul Stone one with like uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. It's like, well, we know how this is gonna play out because um, we've seen Infinity War. Do you think that which which was totally missing a young Black Widow after Hawkeye gets the Soul Stone, going like, did she get what she want? Yeah. What did it cost? Yeah. Everything. That's like one of the best memes going on the line right now is that Thanos meme. <laughs> Do you think that uh, the Black Widow um, death was warranted? Did the lead up actually sell Black Widow's death? Eh. I've never really been that like invested in Black Widow as a character. I think that's a problem with the film series and, itself. Though. I mean, because she's always been like, uh, like her and Hawkeye have always been the two secondary Avengers, kind of mm-hmm. like you know. Like, yeah, they're like you'll show. You know what though? Iron Man is pretty cool, yeah. and Thor is pretty cool, but you guys, like they wouldn't like. I think they could have been like really good to have like consistently in like Shield stuff and like mm-hmm. Captain America stuff. You know, more grounded stuff. Um... But so overall, when it comes to like the big, these big films like that, they're like fish. They always come off as fish out of water because they can't really do as much. They don't have the mystical properties. Well, it's not like that because Batman always makes you know makes sure, yeah. makes it work. So I mean, there's nothing against it. But I mean, one, I mean, as beautiful and lovely as Scarlett Johansson is, she's not a great actor. It's something we've covered several times before, like the Ghost in the Shell. Uh movie and some I of the I thought she things. was pretty good in that scene where she was upset about learning that no, Hawkeye was... No, this, this is like, you know, one of her much better performances. Yeah. She, she's always very wooden and monotone and 
has no emotional range really. He or she actually shows some emotional range. I and I think the two that that part of that is Black Widow as the character because she's supposed to be sort of like trained to be that way. You know, she's been. She's been. It's been like ten goddamn years. No, I know, but you know she can have like witty banter and whatnot with like Captain and like sometimes she has, but it's never really like shown through again because it's always been because she's her and Hawkeye have always been pushed off to the side. It's like secondary, so it's like a mix. It's always been like a mix of acting and storytelling as a whole, and that adds to the kind of convolution. I think they gave her more stuff to do. I think ScarJo could. Do a better job, but it always seems like the roles that she's given are always end up being very wooden and stilted. Whether it's direction or her, I can't say for sure mm. for sure because I've never seen her entire filmography. But I, it's I just, think part of it is like Black Widow as a character, and they really didn't do a whole lot with Black Widow as a character. They didn't give her a solo film. They're going to now, but it like seems a little bit too late at this point. And I think they could have done more with her character before they led up to Infinity War where it would have been a little bit more understanding why she needed to make the sacrifice that she did in Endgame. I, I think it still works because it still works like and and they made it work because Hawkeye has his family and they showed him in the beginning of having a whole family and Well I don't get why Red Skull wasn't at the end going like uh 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 she threw herself off. You didn't sacrifice. That's true you know? too. Yeah, She's... you didn't actually throw Scarlet. <laughs> she, sac- she sacrificed herself. Well, so does that mean she? Um, she had to sacrifice the thing you love most. So she loved herself the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I I like the whole. I like the character arc. I just wish they did more with Black Widow. I feel like she got the short end of everything, and I I I understand that they're going to do a solo film for her, but at the same time. It would have been better if they had done it prior to Endgame to just give that a little bit more momentum, like Iron Man had. Um, I think it works though, and I don't think it's, you know, at, I I I like the the lead up to it where it's like, is Hawkeye gonna do it? Is Scar is uh Black Widow gonna do it? And even at that one point, I really did think at one point that Hawkeye was gonna be the one that did make the sacrifice because when he jumped off, I was like, that's it, he's gone, he did it. And then they, they, they came at you again. They're like, nope, tricked you. ScarJo's going to make it. And I did like that. I, I thought it was a pretty effective scene. Um, so I think that, you know, while I think Black Widow is a problematic character for the Avengers universe, um, they did the best they could over... And we have to remember that this is over a 10-year period. So at a certain point, you sort of lose the opportunity that you once thought you had. You're like, okay, well, you know, during the original Avengers, we've got time to work up to Black Widow. We've got time to work up to it. And then time gets away from you. And then all of a sudden, here you are at Endgame. <laughs> and you're thinking now, you're like, well, I wish they did more of Black Widow. But at the time, did yeah, they think that they had time to do that? Sure. Well, it's, obviously that happened if Captain Marvel got written after the fact. Yeah, you know? it's sort of like, you know... We can all say now that we wish that they had done it this way. But when you're in the production meetings and you're doing the writing for it, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Especially as we see in in Endgame, which does a really great job of bringing things back to the original films. It it goes back to the Avengers. It goes back to Thor 2, The Dark World. Um, 
And it goes back to the original Guardians of the Galaxy. It gets back to those homages to the original films. And I like that because this film is an end of an era. And it revisits those films that made it so successful throughout. So I think that we can now hold it a little bit accountable for not doing a good job with Black Widow. But we can't hold it. You know, we can't say like we wish they did better because it is what it is. And they did the work that they could to make it seem like Black Widow had stakes when she sacrificed herself. So I think they did a pretty good job with that. Now, when we talk about the other female characters in this film, I did read an article about how they did, they sort of missed the feminine aspect of the film by trying to, to just jam in every female character in one shot in the film where, and it's very, very pronounced and it's very exaggerated when Captain Marvel comes down from wherever the fuck she was in the universe doing whatever God knows what she was. And she was thinking, you know what? They've got Thanos covered. I'll do my other jobs in the universe. She comes down. She's going to take care of business. And then we have all the female characters crop up to say, yes, we'll help her get the gauntlet to the, to the, uh, to the pinmobile. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the uh, van, the, the rapist van <laughs> that, <laughs> that has been just sitting on bat on the battlefield. Um, now that was a very, I would say a cringe inducing moment. I think it was supposed to be inclusive. It was supposed to be like, look at all. And some people pointed out too, there was supposed to be like the A team of the Avengers, the, the fe- all female team in Marvel at the same time. Well, if it's supposed to be very exaggerated. I'm gonna say if it's supposed to be inclusive, don't like shoehorn it after. Oh yeah, shoehorn it after everything else. The problem was that it just comes in at such a random moment. But like, like I said when we were watching the film, excuse me. Like that whole scene where like Doctor Strange is using his Sorcerer Supreme powers to bring everybody to the battlefield is just one giant kind of like wink and nod. Like you know, you got Chadwick Boseman like standing up like. Nodding like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing was, yeah, yeah. You know. Because you have all these characters that have been dead. They come back and it's like we're just happy to be on screen for Endgame. You know, we're, it's we're, all it's all just pay me, pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. In, 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 instead of having you know the Avengers theme play, they should have started playing like we're in the money. We're in the money. We just like list like all yeah. the like like scroll down the line like Benedict Cumberbatch two point five million. I, I you know Chadwick Boseman one point eight. I do think that the the appearance of all the rest of the dead are is egregious because of that that one you know like what we said. Well, how does Doctor Strange get them all there? Yeah. A lot of it, I know he's Sorcerer Supreme, but that's got to take a lot of fucking energy, especially now that he doesn't have the time stone either. You know, yeah, to, I think a lot of it was just a uh, like kind of forced to to get everybody to the battlefield, which I can understand, I guess. But the whole the female element of having them just all show up on the battlefield saying we'll help Captain Marvel just seems ridiculous because as we've seen, Captain Marvel just decimated an entire spaceship. She doesn't need anyone's help to get a gauntlet from point A to point B. You just gotta hope she's not fucking faffing about and she actually does what the hell she needs to do. I think... Because she didn't do that when it came to put uh, going through the quantum realm to uh, send the uh, gauntlet back. Instead of going to speed of light like she can, she fucking took her sweet time to get there so Thanos can, you know... I think that that's a problem with Captain Marvel, though. Um, you have an all-powerful being 
that you have to sort of make roadblocks for. And in this case, from her going from point, it should have been super easy for her yeah. to make that gauntlet jump to the time warp. But at the same time, you have to have it have some stakes to it. And they don't really know what to do with Captain Marvel. Yeah, don't have her do it then. Yeah. Have somebody else and do it. And that's sort of why Captain Marvel is not in this film for a majority of the time. Because if she's in this film, they've got it solved in like 20 minutes. Well, I think that's how it's going to be for the next, the films from here on out. Like, she's not going to... She'll be have her own standalone films out in space. Yeah. And, not, and not that the Avengers do their own with, thing. Yeah. But when it's an actual new, like, new Avengers film... She'll show up to help with the threat that's, you know... I think what they should have done with with um, Carol Danvers in the Captain Marvel film is make her a little bit more aloof to humanity as a whole. And that she's not that concerned about humanity. She's more concerned about the universe as a whole. I think that's what you're supposed to take away, though, from the end of the, the first with, with her movie because she leaves Earth behind. To... I guess. But, but at the same time... I, they didn't make it seem like she was very much like... Uh, humanity, you know, well, will you lead have, them to... Well, you have to give her, like, kind of, like, a conflict where she, like, she does something to help Earth out and it bites her in the ass. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You know, like, maybe have, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. gets on her ass and the only one S.H.I.E.L.D. that still believes in her is Nick Fury and, like, you know, and, they, I, and that way, she, like, you know, they come to an understanding after, like, something that happens that she caused, like, a cataclysmic event on Earth, like, alright, f- you know what, I'm done, I'll fuck off, and then Fury's like, it's not your fault, but, you know... We re- if we really need you, I'm always there for you, and yeah. you can be there for me. Blah, yeah, blah 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 blah. blah you know, I, and think, that's I how. think what they needed to do with Captain Marvel is just give her a little bit more um, that makes her not that makes her hesitant to help in any of Earth's issues. Because then you would have kind of gotten away from the fact that she doesn't help out in Endgame. Like she's conveniently missing for nearly she's got two check, hours. She's got to check the other worlds. Out in the universe where Thanos is nowhere to be found to see, like, it's all the same shit happening on every planet. I'm, you know, fucking visiting yeah. around. It's I, like, I would yep, like infighting. Yep, infighting. I think it would have been nice to just have her be like, I'm hesitant to intervene, intervene in humanity's uh But that gives issues. her that, that gives her that Christ-like uh, imagery that we don't have in this film and that's a good thing well and and her, her film, does it really matter though because she do you is, want her to be like you want her next film to basically be like superman like is she god well she basically is a deus ex machina in this film all of a sudden she yeah. comes raining down from space destroys a giant planet or a planet sized ship and then fucking uh basically prevents one snap from occurring when Thanos did the gauntlet. So she's a deus ex machina. And then after that, she kind of disappears and that's well, it. Well, again, you knew that was going to happen. Thanks for that little curl on your hair. And I know. <laughs> we'll see you later. Let's say, but we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. We all knew, like, knew she was going to be the deus ex machina on this film. I just think that that's, it's, 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 it's totally telegraphed. It from, a little from, force. Was, I know, but you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It, it's just uh, like, because uh, again, her film was literally a month and a half before this came out. And after seeing Oh, she's like essentially a nuclear Superman. Yeah, a lot of people I mean, are pointing out why didn't she just use the gauntlet herself? She could have survived it. Didn't need Bruce Banner to use it. I don't know. You know, to be honest with you, I thought the best person to use the gauntlet instead of Bru- uh, instead of uh, Hulk would have been Captain America. Because mm-hmm. you know, with all those stones, it's going to be the temptations there, and it's going to get at you to use it for 
your own selfish purposes. purposes. Yeah. Um, Captain America, out of all the entire cast, is the closest thing to a saint. Yeah. You know. So he, to me, he would have been been the one that made sense to use the gauntlet to try to fix things because mm. he's kind of uh, he's incorruptible. One of the things that um, and, uh, Hulk Hulk is already corruptible with his Hulk and Bruce Banner, you know, yeah. personality. Tony Stark easily corruptible. Oh, he's yeah. you know, I mean, he does a lot of good, but he's a very selfish person. Same thing with Thor. Thor does good things, but he does it for his own glory, and you know. One of the, as we're talking about the gauntlet, one of the things that stuck out to me about the ending was that Iron Man having the ability to create his own gauntlet sort of came out of nowhere. Well, if anything, though, he'd be the one. He fucking, if you can't accept that, then you can't, did you accept him figuring out time travel just by sitting at, like, I got it! No, and, then, and, I, and that's it. He's just looking I, at something. He's like, "I got it." They don't no, explain. No, no. They don't explain how but it works. He's just like, "I got it." I time do, travel. I Things do wish happen. that there was a little bit more of a lead up to him. At least, I guess it would kind of give it away. But it seemed like it came right out of nowhere. It was just like all of a sudden, like, "Oh yeah, he has a gauntlet too. He can use that." And it seemed too. I don't know. Too well wrapped up for for my taste. I do know that's in the comics, so they make their own gauntlet. Yeah, it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. There was no me- no no mention of it. No. Well, they have to no make a way to. It. Well, they have to make a way to harness the stone's powers. So you have to do what Daniels did: make a gauntlet. And yeah. if anyone could have the technology to do and know it all to do that, it'd be Tony Stark in this I universe. Just, I found it a little bit too convenient. I th- I thought him figuring out time travel was well, a that's bit. true too. That was, was that like, was. Let's just, run one <laughs> test on it. Let's just try it. No. Oh, it's, after, after saying it's impossible, Paul Rudd, you survived at a billion to one odds. That's an anomaly. You shouldn't have. I got it. When if I got it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got. I what do you got? Tried one. one what do you test got? Run. Chlamydia? Who you been sleeping with now, Tony? Tried one test run. No, I, I yeah, I agree. and they don't even explain it either. They you just you know like I got I figured out time travel. <laughs> okay, you know, and it's funny too because when they go on their little time journey and they're using the fucking Ant Man suits and they have to use the pin particles and they're like constantly saying we only got enough pin particles for one trip and that's it. I told you I go, why the fuck aren't they going back in time and just taking more pin particles? Right, go find ha- some. You know where Hank Pym's lab is for yeah. God's sakes. Just go steal some come back all right we can try this as many times as we need to you yeah. know which they do at the very you know very end but yeah it's still like uh kind of ridiculous i mean i think that for the most like you really gotta kind of go with things in in an end game it's not a perfect film by far if you think about things for too long you're like why didn't it happen this way i almost think too that it's um I almost think like the original Avengers is kind of a better climax, like than this kind of is. Uh-huh. Just like in like that. Yes, they're finally all assembled. Like here, it's kind of like again, it's just like um, at points it seems like overkill with like the stuff they're doing. Because again, it's like it, we're right, you're right when it comes like to anime, it's like just like fan service. Like you know, like got that guy in the back. Oh, there's Pim, Hank Pym in the background with Michelle Pfeiffer, just like, we're back finally. Just to nod our heads, you yeah, know? Yeah, right, exactly. Just... Some, of, some of those scenes where they just get people to get people are are just overkill in this sense. Although I did like seeing 1970s Michael Douglas. Hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he... 
<laughs> that nice looks like voice. fucking Emilio Estevez yes. or something. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it looks like um, Emilio Estevez and like Billy the Kid. Yeah, you know? yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's great. What did you think about them killing Thanos off in like the first thirty minutes? I thought it was actually a really nice. I was almost hoping for the rest of the film, no Thanos. Yeah, just that like, like that was it. That, that was and, it I, and you know what? I loved. I liked it a lot too because I love the fact that he did what he set out to do, and then he got rid of the destroyed the gauntlet. That was and, it. That's and all he like, wanted. Yeah, he didn't want he's, the temptation of doing anything yeah. else. And he's you know. Yeah. I respect that. I, I, li- like that. I, I like that. Yeah. He's you know very he's very convicted. However, I did also like with him coming back and seeing like his original thought of having half of the population wiped out actually did not work out. Didn't restore ba- bring balance. Right. It you. didn't do anything. So you know what he's got to do instead? Just reset literally everything. Reset everything. Start over. Well, let's go back to like so. How does Thanos come? So Thanos gets killed. When after the five years, they find Thanos and they attack him. He doesn't have a gauntlet, and Thor cuts his head off. I thought it was like fucking Captain Marvel that did it. But I guess it was Thor. No, it's Thor. Yeah, remember Thor because he then he's upset because he. he no, he I know he. Ca- no, I know he. I know he kept saying it over and over. But I'm like, I thought that was like Captain Marvel or somebody that you know, cut his head off. But anywho, so they kill Thanos within the first half hour, and now they're basically now what. So when they go back into the do the, as Paul Rudd calls it, the little time heist to uh, go throughout time to get the time so uh I keep calling them fucking time stones. To get all the infinity stones. One of them is on more uh more where Guardians happens and Thanos and Nebula and Gamora are there looking for one of the infinity stones. And by Nebula also being there, which again why did she not tell the Avengers that she was there at that instance? So maybe she shouldn't be there in that instance. Mm. Whatever. Point being aside, Thanos is in, and his merry band is there to get get it, and somehow ne- the Nebula in the past neural network is connected to the nebula of the future's neural network which again make, that makes no fucking sense like how that even worked they just like oh yep yeah, their minds are connected now because you know whatever they're sharing the same same wi-fi password who the fuck, <laughs> who the fuck knows and thanos gets this information from nebula and then uses it then to have his nebula go back to the future use the time machine to bring thanos to the future to get the Infinity Stones because they've already been all gathered together by the Avengers on Earth in the future. So he's going to expedite his plans by going to the future, getting the inf- these Infinity Stones, and making his Infinity Gauntlet. Fucking God. It is convoluted. <laughs> but it also does give Nebula a pretty good storyline. No, it does. But, like, some, like, again, like, like, again, why is she not saying, like, I shouldn't be there? Yeah. You're like, or oh, here's what happened here. No, we're just going to have Chris uh, Pratt spinning around, being like, Wah! like, you know, singing Age of Aquarius. You know, like, oh, he's an idiot. Not mention, like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, Thanos is here. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was with Nebula. I, th- I think it makes sense in that they wanted to have sort of a standoff between who Nebula was and then who she became. And you have that sort of 
middle ground between like, and especially with Gamora too, because in the later Guardians of the Galaxy, she figures out what Thanos is, and then she sort of gets away from that. And you have the original Nebula, who's thinks that she would constantly follow Thanos no matter what he says and does. And then you have future, or I guess what you would call present Nebula, who has already found out what Thanos is and what he will sacrifice for his whatever his gains are. And so you do have that nice little plot subplot about Nebula of her as a character figuring out who she wants to be as a person. But again, it's it just doesn't make sense that she wouldn't tell the Avengers. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. I, th- I like, like again, like, hey, I shouldn't be there. Thanos is going to be there. Hey, and you, by the way, you should know Thanos is going to be there. And also, when you go to get the Soul Stone, here's what's required. Just like, oh yeah, the Soul Stone. It's you'll see the red skull. Yeah, I'll talk to you in riddles, and then you'll go figure it out. And yeah, it's just like sort of another one of those things. The, the pro, the, the pronoun game. You just you just gotta go with it, or else. Well, I guess don't trust robots. And instead of that, yeah. Um. <laughs> what else? What else do we do? We not talk about yet? We hit on everything. You know, everything that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. I almost wish I had a notepad. I know. In the, the, one, the one thing about Infinity War, or I'm sorry, um, Endgame, is that it is so stuffed with things that happen that it's almost hard to put that into a digestible perspective yeah exactly it's it's especially if it's not right after the film and you have like a day to think like chew on it a little bit kind of the other thing too is that you know we're in the age of like you don't want to you don't want to spoil the film and yet everybody is going to see a different type of spoiler for endgame so some people are going to see obviously the spoiler being robert Downey jr dies in this film some people are going to see a spoiler as Captain America goes back in time, he lives out his life, and he becomes an old man at the end of this film. Some people are going to see the spoiler as being random characters show up, meaning they survive. Tom Holland's back. Yeah, exactly. And so you actually have a lot of different aspects of this film. Well, here's how you cure that. If you don't want the film spoiled for you, stay off of social media. Yeah, I know. I mean... We, that, I mean, I at this point I feel no sympathy. If I like, if I didn't want to know about this and I saw a spoiler on Facebook, yeah, that's my own damn fault for scrolling through Facebook. It's true, it's you true. know, and, and and you know, I'm you, I'm not a fan of things getting spoiled for me. But at this time, you gotta know, especially like with like, especially with like like too like Game of Thrones. Now everyone's always been ape shit about Game of Thrones. If you didn't watch like the newest Game of Thrones episode. And you don't want it spoiled for you. You stay off of like news yeah, you, sites you gotta be. and social media until you watch. Otherwise, it's going to be ruined for you. Because guess be. what? Everyone's talking about it. You want everybody who's talking about it to, you know, not ruin it for you. You're part of the minority. You got to be your own advocate on this one. Yeah. You got to <laughs> just do your own research. Do di- and due yeah, diligence. Yeah. Exactly. I'm trying to think of some of the other thoughts that I had while I was watching this film. Um, one thing that I will say is that uh, some of the... Um, editing in here is very fast paced, even for the fight scenes. And you know that 
Marvel uses the same choreographers for each of their films, but in this film, some of the fight scenes were really fast-paced to the point where it was difficult to decipher what's happening. I am disappointed that the final fight scene is fucking ripped out of DC's playbook. Just, welcome to Grey Drab, Grey Drab, Grey yeah, World. Fiery, fiery uh, Zim, Avengers. Uh, I was expecting Steppenwolf and Ares to come down. Like, yeah. You know, like, chip, chip, cheerio, I'm Ares, here's Steppenwolf, here's a boom, too, boop, boop, boop. I didn't like that. The one thing- I did, I, you know what? I did like, though, how when Thanos' ship gets... uh time traveled in and he just fucking glasses New York City and Stark Avengers Tower. Oh, yeah, that was bombards. Just cuz you know what would've been great that see that would have been like the great way to end the film. He just glasses Stark Tower. They're dead. He wins. The end. Here's your reboot. Snap the fingers. I will and- say that, that that did make a pretty good uh transition between like them succeeding. They should have had at least somebody there die. Yeah. Like, you know, have somebody. Would make like, sense, right? You know, just yeah. like, dead, you know. Yeah, because, like, that is a bombardment. And literally just, like, and how they <laughs> shot it and, and the effects that they did were actually very well done of just, like, mm. just constant barrage of shots that were fired from um, Thanos's ship is just mm. ridiculously powerful. Um, yeah. Josh, but, Josh Brolin's great, too. He does a good job. He's very good. He's like the highlight of Infinity War and this, with just his stoic dedication. You know what? It would be fun to see is like Thanos cooking or something like that, or just like him, him very stoic. Like, no, well, we got to see him pick, uh, pick some fruits and true on some, and just like him, him just being like a farmer, you know, just like darn, I cracked an egg, and just like you just, know. Well, that's how it goes. Sometimes you crack an egg. Sometimes the egg feeds you. Just is he? He sounds like he should be related to like Ron Perlman. Yeah, his voice sometimes looks like him too, especially when in Thanos is like when Ron been Ron Perlman. I say, unfortunately, when Ron finally kicks the bucket, is that who's going to be voicing the War Never Changes for Fallout? (laughs) Have Josh Brolin if Fallout survives as a series, because you know Bethesda's. Killing, slowly killing it with Fallout Online. Well, not only that, they're just killing their own brand at this yeah. point. But that's a tale for another day. Um. All right, so we've pretty much talked a lot about at at length Endgame, and I think that we have kind of come across as being, you know, we liked it, thought it was a good cinema. At the same time, good cinema. Good cinema. <laughs> Wait, British. <laughs> At the same time, um, I felt like I came away from Infinity War liking that film a bit more. And I think part of that does come from the fact that like this one's wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. We're ready to continue on arc two of the Marvel films. Um, and that's sort of unsatisfying because, as you like to point out sometimes, the, the film's work best when they're sort of like a uh, um, Rocky and Bullwinkle like tune in next time for Rocky and Bullwinkle well uh, you know film serials yeah yeah exactly where you you don't actually know what's gonna happen next this one leaves it wrapped up in a nice little bow there's not even a, a no uh, there's a there's a question that needs to be answered what's that where's Aunt May 
No, you saw in her. Fi- you, in you, five years, Tony Stark. It's okay. To, you know what? Tony Stark was worried in Infinity War about the good, the health. She's in the funeral scene. Was did worried. I did. She's in the funeral scene. Don't worry. She looks exactly the same. Oh, thank God. Tits are still perky. Thank God. It's okay. A modern mirror. No, she thing. was in the funeral scene. You must have missed no, her. No, I, I, yeah. I, I think I saw her. But, yeah. but no, I mean, like, no, because Infinity War, fucking, <laughs> Tony's on the right track. He's like, fuck Gwyneth. Aunt May. Where's Aunt May? How's your Aunt May doing? <laughs> After Thanos yeah. snaps his fingers, not going, he, where, why is he not, like, running through the streets of, you know, Brooklyn and Queens looking, Marissa! <laughs> where are, Marissa, where are, oh, thank God, you're, Maybe it's because after the kid died, he's just like, I can't bring myself to That's this. true, yeah. Because maybe can... if she's still alive, he's like, I can't tell her that Peter, you know, what happened to Peter. He can't bone her on the ashes of Peter. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, she's fine that's... now. She's fine. She's I was fine. Say that... She did make a cameo. It's well, okay. Well, we know she's going to be okay. Spider-Man home. Far from home. Far from... <laughs> I was going to say, it may home alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she's uh, okay. She's okay. It's, it's a question that does get answered at the end of the film. It's the biggest one of all. That's right. Um, which the, the, the I'll say too, kind of like how you feel about Red Dead Two, and its epilogue. This epilogue's drawn. It is. It's drawn it's, out. It is drawn out. Just put him in the coffin or sail him down the river, whatever, and. You didn't need to have everyone, like, from order of importance at the funeral lined up at, like, you know, the meet and greet line. Yeah, right. Like, you know, what's it called when you, like, go through, you know, when you're at a funeral? Order, yeah, the order of procession. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, that, too, I was just thinking, like, you know, how much did this cost? You know, in order of importance from these people. You know, there's... Huh? Do you think Nick Fury's gonna be pissed off that he's all the way in the back while Bucky's like two steps in front That's of him? That's true. Like <laughs> you got like all these people and like Bucky's at the end and then Nick Fury is like motherfucker, I'm leadish, you know? Yeah, Bucky's like he's, you're like go go back to smoking on the street corner, Bucky. <laughs> go back to that like hidden Wakanda village that you were just hiding out. Yeah, go, go away, Bucky. Do you think that uh, in that I I don't know why I keep wanting to call this Infinity War. It might as well have been Infinity War two, part two. Um, do you think that Endgame sets up the second arc in this Marvel franchise? Yes and no because it we don't have established who the new Avengers are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know in comics, there isn't. I don't know if it's still going on now, but there was a new Avengers line. Um, I can't exactly remember who's all of the new Avengers. If I remember from Marvel Ultimate Alliance, some of the combinations that you could create that would create the new Avengers, like Captain Mar- uh, Captain America, Spider-Man, Thor, Wolverine. Which, as I was telling you, I'm pretty sure Disney owns the rights to the X-Men Fantastic Four properties now for film. So you're not going to see fucking... Hugh Jackman getting trotted out once again, you know, 25 years after the fact, collecting yeah. a Wolverine paycheck. And it seems pretty clear that we're going to get a new Captain America, you know. And I'd be fine with, you know, him as Captain, you know. Sure. Instead of just flying around with this stupid, you know. Exploring Captain burner. America a little bit and, uh, you know, getting another, getting a new Guardians of the Galaxy where James Gunn is signed on again. And, um, Hopefully the children don't get touched in space. <laughs> yeah, oh, is and, that what he's gonna write about? Yeah, and and uh, 
you know, you've got uh, the new Sp- Spider-Man. Spider-Man coming out, and you've got, um, as I said, a Black Widow shortly. I would like to see something done with Scarlet Witch. You know, eh. she she's did a, have a pretty good showing in this. I know. Film, well, though. she's like like one. Uh, she's like the most like her and Captain Marvel, like the two most like powerful Avengers. Yeah. But she like always throughout the series to that just like Dicko except to be like Vision. Are you okay? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I just. I mean, I would like to see something done with her, and maybe Elizabeth Olsen can get a little bit more besides cleavage I, shots. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, they made sure when she was like doing, oh, yeah. doing her floating magic, They're like, like which top, angle will top, be top down? Which angle, angle will be Elizabeth Olsen's tits at their best? Um, I mean, I would, I would like, but I would like to see them develop a new Avengers team. But I would like to see kind of, I would like to see Doctor Strange, kind of be, kind of be like an ancillary member. Sure, like, like, because he, he's got his own, he's got his own magic bullshit stuff to deal with. <laughs> Not not because he's not important because I I do think Benedict, David Blaine stopped practicing because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do like Benedict Cumberbatch a lot and I think he's really good as Doctor Strange. He didn't Strange. really get much to do in Endgame at all. No, I know, but in, in like he just looks brooding. I say his entire filmography so far part of the cure. In I this say, one. <laughs> <laughs> he's got just, a trench just, coat just, on. He's just like Heaven's yeah. playing in the background. Yeah, but no, like I th- like he hasn't had much. To do with and like in the franchise, he's had just his own film yeah. where he gets established as Sorcerer Supreme. He gets a little bit to do in Infinity War because he's part, you know, with Tony yeah. and Spider Man dicking around in space. Yeah, but I would like to see him as like an ancillary member, not like saying he doesn't get to do things, but he gets his own, like kind of like with Captain Marvel, he does his own stuff. You know, yeah, dealing with things like so he's doing his own things, and like when you have like a, maybe a new Avengers film, and they're like dealing with like say Mephisto. You bring in, you know, you bring in Doctor Strange. I think that's the way to do it. You don't have Doctor Strange deal with any, like, real-world physical beings. You have Doctor Strange deal with time-dimensional magic and and magic stuff like that. And you don't have that interact with, like, Avengers, but you have them help out when needed. Yeah, no, and that, again, leads into it, like, he does his his own stuff, and then, like, with Captain Marvel, when it coalesces with the event, then you bring him back in, like, have him be, you know... Kind of like how in Justice League, Batman at a point was becomes like a just a side member because he's like, I got shit to do in Gotham. If yeah. you fucking need me, you go ahead and call me. But until yeah. then, I'm gonna be. Yeah, I, I think that's the way to do it. I think for any like metaphysical things, you don't really have them part of the Avengers. The problem is though, too, they're gonna run into and then the same thing like Black Pan- I think Black Panther could take a mantle into the Avengers mm-hmm. so like have Captain America Black Panther Spider-Man um if they want to have you know uh, Don Cheadle in there too sure yeah. um the, th- the problem is though if they do start doing like X-Men and F- Fantastic Four stuff it's gonna get clut- clustered really quick yeah you know a lot of stuff. Because you're going to have the Fantastic Four doing their own things, and then we're like, yeah, when it comes to these big, really big, like, films like this, and it's like, yeah, they're doing something on the side, too, while the Avengers are doing this, and then the X-Men are doing this. And you and get you, four more Chris's in here. You're going to be like, just like, jeez, <laughs> you're just going to be like, scratching your head, like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, what the hell do, you know, the hell yeah. do we do? I know, I know. Yeah, it's going to get, it's going to get convoluted, for sure. But I think Endgame handles it. As well as you can. As, yeah, as well as you can. For a very, very bloated series that has come to its 
fruition. They've they've dropped the mic on DC essentially. Oh, absolutely. Like, stop that. Let's see what you can do. Oh, wait, you already fucked it up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not really much topping this in terms of either success at the box office or literal success with a film. For for a comic film, at least. So, DC really has their hands full. Well, because they got Zack Snyder attached to it. Until they get, I, until they get people who aren't fucking idiots at the helm. I think what will really determine though is that this next arc for for Marvel. I'm I'm very curious as to what they do, and I think it could go awry, or it could be very good. And it it it's really up in the air at this point. I wish they would almost take like a two year break. Just sort they're, of yeah, but they're not going to. No, because because far because far, no. far from home is going to be going right into it. But I, I would at least if they don't take a two year break from it, I would at least like them like to see them not do like a big colossal film, including all of the Avengers and stuff. At this point, focus more got, again on your really, solo well, films and, well, and have to re- go from there. Well, you're gonna, like I said, you are going to have to rebuild the new team. So yeah. you're going to have to have your new Spider Man film, your new yeah, uh, you know, yeah, start from scratch, new just, Captain film, just build from there and build it. You know the same way that you had success with the other ones, and it's going to take you a while. And and I think they know that, and I I think that's the best bet. It's just you know let the solo films do their work, see what works, see what doesn't. Uh, Captain Marvel obviously really works, but you want to focus more on the universal theme. So maybe if you do Captain Marvel two, you're not really focusing on like building a entire franchise out of it, and you just let it go from there. You know, give Mark Ruffalo another film. I know you don't. He even get his own film. No, you just have you know. I mean, I mean, we did get a second Hulk film, but he didn't star it. Yeah, I can't remember who the hell starred. I mean, you have you have other you have other heroes that you haven't really built on that you can use. You you know, give Hawkeye a film. Give uh, you know, give Scarlet Witch a film. You can do a Black Widow prequel. Just let those things play out and let them play out how they will, and then go from there. What about a Bucky film? If Bucky shows up with his AK again, Buck, Bucky and his new assault rifle. It's yeah, just, no, it's just ninety need... minutes of him at the, <laughs> at the gun range, just like firing off. What they need to do, they need to make Bucky more interesting, and then <laughs> yeah, and then then they certainly could focus on him. You know, we don't need uh, you don't need ninety minutes of Bucky listening to Joy Division on his AirPods. Okay? <laughs> no one wants to watch that. They want to watch that. They can watch me at work. I would watch. I would watch him uh, like just shooting, listening to like New Order, like <laughs> yeah, just like dun 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 dun. Yeah. Or like him just like I can just see him like exercising into it. Like, and I honestly feel bad for the actor because he's a pretty handsome guy. Eh, you just don't use him that much. He's got terrible hair. I I don't mind it in a messy sort of way. That's too, I like it. I like it's it too long. <laughs> All right, we got to give a rating to Endgame as we're coming to the end of this this lengthy episode so uh what would you give endgame on a scale of <laughs> 10 um i gotta think of something here 10 you got anything you got a scale uh, i'm trying to think of something fun hmm okay I have ten Ant Man pictures. Pictures? Yeah, that weren't taken because no one knew who he was. That is true. That's, that's... <laughs> All right. I don't know. Yeah, that's hey, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We'll no, you, you know, you no, 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 no. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. 
Uh, yeah, on a scale of 10, to, uh, 10 Ant-Man pictures that weren't taken because he's not famous. I give it a seven and a half. All right. I like it. Like I said, I don't think it's nearly as good as Infinity War. I can't remember what I gave it. I think probably gave it like an eight. Mm. Um, it's not as good, mainly because it suffers from the same thing like with Empire Strikes Back compared to Return of the Jedi. Um, I like dark downer endings, but with them being middle acts, that's what they're supposed to be. So it's kind of hard to come back from that. You kind of know what's going to happen in this film, so it's kind of, you know, your entertainment value is going to come from how much you like a clusterfuck of battle happening and a anime, as you described, anime-esque time heist type plot line. Um, I thought story was just okay. I think everyone acting, though, is perfectly fine. I think the direction's fine. The CGI is really good. Music's good. Humor's good. I do think, I will say, as much as I like the humor, I do think Thor does kind of get on my nerves a little bit by just being a whiny bitch and doing, like, the same shtick constantly. He's not, like, changing his humor bits. They're all just stemming from, like, I'm a fat, lazy piece of shit now because I'm scared. (laughs) He does it, like, for three hours. It gets tedious after a little bit. Um... I did like seeing when Doctor Strange shows up with everybody at the battlefield. That was a cool moment, but at the same time, it's kind of cringeworthy when they, they go down the list of people. And it's kind of like, oh, you're here. What are you doing here? Like, like, like with Bucky and like, you know. Um, I'd give it a seven and a half. I like it. It's a fitting, satisfying conclusion to the first arc of these films. But it's nowhere near... In my opinion, the best film to come out. It's long-winded. There are parts, I think, with the beginning, as you were saying, with them mulling over their circumstance that could have been cut out. I think the whole time heist bit could have been streamlined more so it wasn't so... take so long and get so muddied. But, yeah, I'd give it a seven and a half. I, satisfying conclusion, I don't think you'll... It's going to disappoint fans of the franchise, but at the same time, it's long in the tooth. Yeah, I would, I would give this probably, I would give it an eight. I think it's a good film. I don't think it's, I don't think it matches Infinity War. I think that's probably the epitome of this franchise. So uh, it's hard to come back from that. I think part of that is because of the, the just the scope of that entire film was very um, surprising. So you kind of knew at the end of the end game that they were going to succeed in this at some point. You might lose a couple people, as we do, but you knew that they were going to succeed. So the the surprise is sort of not there for end game. I think they do a very good job of wrapping things up, and they they wrap it up a little too well. It's almost too well where you're like wondering what can they do next for the second arc, and there's really no indication of what's coming next besides the fact that you have a new captain america um i do wish you know in this case this is one of the only films that doesn't end with a post-credit scene and i wish that they had done that a little bit you know just to give a little again another one of those little on the next time um conclusions to this film you're missing that from this and i think that just because this is a wrap-up to an arc doesn't mean that you're not ramping up for another one. Um, I think that 
the plot works fairly well. It's a little bit convoluted. Certainly the three hour running time is bloated. Um, could have cut some things out and I don't think that would have been any worse for wear for that. Um, I think that the three hours works okay, but I, I was checking my watch a little bit here and there. And, uh, I think that they would have, they really would have done a good job at a nice brisk two and a half hours. And I say brisk, uh, sort of as a joke, but I think with I the think amount would, of stuff would that's, have flown. yeah, the, the amount of stuff that's stuffed into this two and a half hours could have worked okay. And it would have been nice and tight. And I think they, they could have cut a few things just to get to that point. Um, and I think at this point, the Russos were sort of like, we have free reign, so we're going to do a fucking three-hour mil- film. And well, that's- as, as I told you when you were watching it, I, I almost wish they went the Kill Bill route and split it in two. Yeah. I mean, I know they essentially did that with this in Infinity War, but it's like almost like split Endgame into two and make have it be two two-hour-long films. Yeah. You can sh- I, I think they could have streamlined it a little bit here to just make it just even that much more... Um, because you could almost, like, because you're going to shoot it all at the same time. So they could have done like a Matrix Reloaded and a Matrix, you know, whatever the fuck the other one was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, where they shot all at the same time and within like six months, the second, you know, yeah. follow up was yeah. up. So they could have done that with here. Have in game one, two hours long, first half of it, three months later after everyone's gone to fucking see it, you go, you know, release end game two, two Made hours even long. more money. They would have. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I just think that, you know, even with that though... They got, I, said, they, I said they got you by the balls at that point. Yeah. You're going you're to go see it. Gonna... This one's a little a little bloated, and I think that they could have used a little bit to just chop off here and there, and they would have. Uh, they still would have done okay. They would have gotten the point across. So a little bit long, but other than that, I think it's a it's a fun movie. It's uh, something that you can watch and just enjoy um, if you don't think about it too much, in terms of just how everything works in the plot. I think it works okay. I think it's a good send off for our Avengers, you know, the original Avengers setup. I just wish they had, they had done a little bit more to set up for the next installment. That's all. As, especially seeing as they pissed away so much time in that epilogue. Right. You know, just to just to get to that point where you have like, at least an inkling of what's going to come next. You would think after like the way the epilogue was, like the next film we should be getting is like the a new like the new Captain America, you yeah. know. Yeah, and surprisingly, it's not. You know, as far as we know, it's not on the radar. You've got Spider-Man, you've got Guardians 3, you've got um, a new Black Widow that's been announced. But Captain America himself, no, nothing. And you've also got to work towards a new Iron Man or some something. Well, they don't have Iron to. Iron something. They don't have to. Could be an Iron Woman. Could be Gwyneth Paltrow. No, she already announced that she's not coming back. Thank God. Yeah, so. Uh, so you, you don't have to worry about that. So, but, uh, otherwise a good film, uh, good send off. I'm happy to see that this is the way that it closed and not some like really terrible conclusion. I would have been very sad for the over 10 years of the Marvel universe. So, well, at least they got this right. Yep. Exactly. Seeing exactly. Got Disney, this under their belt. Seeing as Disney and JJ are fucking up Star Wars. That's right. Well, that's good. Got something right there. All right, so uh, what are we doing in two weeks here? I don't know. Something horror-related? Sure, something horror-related. I don't really have anything planned at this point. Um, in two weeks, we're going to be into May. So... Oh, it was 90 Slasher Month. Was it? Was it 90 Slasher Month last year? 
was the last I don't year? Know. Two years I don't ago. I don't know. We'll think of something fun. Um, we always do, right? You know what? Actually, you know what? I got something. What's that? Because we're not going to be able to cover it during Halloween time. And it's something, because it's Halloween's always such a bloated time. Okay. And it's something we've talked about doing uh, over and over again. How about we finally tackle the Scream franchise? Yeah. So you want to start with Scream, the first one? Yeah. And you want to do all four? Of course. All right. (laughs) I'm cool with it. We can, yeah, we can do that. That's just an idea. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll take a look at this, the schedule just to make sure that we've got enough time open before anything else hits theaters that's <laughs> important. Uh, you know, we're all waiting on, awaiting... Another new Transformers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all anxiously awaiting Megatron, the uh, new Transformers film. How is that? that? See, that's something that's 10 years in the making, and it's like, wow. How does it keep happening? I I I think who is still seeing those movies? Just, Megan Fox isn't in them, even in them that's, anymore. That's true. So, it's like, so you're missing like the whole titillation. I think Scream's a good choice. We'll do Scream next time. Sounds good. I'm pre- I think it's pretty sure either May or June we did ninety slasher month. Could be. So. Could be. Yeah. All right. So we'll do Scream next time. Uh, two weeks from today. Um. So. Thanks for listening. We hope you are very excited to tackle another Kevin Williamson film. <laughs> uh, we uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, episode on Avengers Endgame. You know, it's a paycheck at some point. That's right. We hope you uh, enjoyed our entire Marvel coverage of all the new Marvel films. Um, thanks for listening to us. We're on podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, any other podcasting app that you can think of. We're on it. So subscribe to us and leave us a nice review. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash blood and black rum podcast on Twitter at blood and black rum. And uh, we have an email address at blood and black rum podcast at gmail.com. So you can leave us any uh, recommendations for films that you want us to cover. And we'll definitely take those into consideration. Um, And then the other thing is we have a Patreon page. If you want to donate to us and help us keep our podcast running or patreon.com slash blood and black rum podcast, donate to us. Um, even just a dollar a month helps us with the uh, the bills for hosting and stuff like that. So thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you in two weeks for our Scream coverage. Take care. Take care.